The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up, giddy up. Welcome to the Failure Stop Podcast channel, the number one show where police meet society and culture. Today I'm joined by Josh from Dead Leg Media, as always, for Last Call episode. If you're just stumbling into the Failure to Stop podcast channel, maybe you're looking for true crime. Well, that's on Tuesdays. Those shows are called Night Shift. Maybe you're stumbled in for a good case breakdown. That's on Friday on Breakdowns. Maybe you, you tuned in to hear some horrific 911 audio and have some communicators break it all down. That's on Thursdays with Com Center. Today's Last Call, talking all things, all things but the job. So that you don't sound like an asshole to your first responder friends over the weekend talking about dead babies and domestic violence and that rad school shooting video of them fucking smoking that chick in the face. And, and nobody, listen, guys, there's a time and a place, and this show is not for it. Last call ain't for that. Last call is for the novel. This is a finer things club, guys. And although we do enjoy a video of some wackadoodle getting shot in the face look i like i enjoy that as much as anybody else it's like sitting down and perusing through the old porn hubs all right i fancy it from time to time it's not my cup of tea all the time there's a time and a place for it today's not the time for that shit that's on friday's breakdown which we are going to break down that that uh horrific school shooting uh, our hearts and prayers thoughts and prayers t-h-o-u-g-h-t-s and prayers to the uh, six deceased, and then our thoughts, T-H-O-T-S's, to the uh, transvestite who met her demise. Today on the show, we're going to be talking a little bit about vibrators. Vibrators that be tracking you, hunting down your every move, knowing when you have an O, how long you use it, where you use it. Also going to be talking about the new Patriot 2.0, if you haven't heard. That's right. This whole TikTok band's coming with a whole other load of shit. Now they can track you while you're taking a jog. And I know it sounds like conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat-ish, but this is a real bill. Real bill being passed, and you should know about it. Also, there was a giant meatball made out of Willie Mammoth jeans. Did you hear about that? Did you hear about the uh, Willie Mammoth meatball dead leg? How's the leg treating you today, buddy? Not too bad. I wonder if it was the left ball or the right ball. Oh, you're going to go with that on the meatballs. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Also, uh, the only thing that remotely has to do with the job today is two escaped jail inmates. Uh, they went to IHOP, and uh, they, they got reported at IHOP. Everybody knows that, dude, if you're a degenerate, if you're a degenerate, if you're a criminal, if you're a crime maker, dude, you don't go to fucking IHOP, dude. You go to Waffle House. With all the rest of the peasants, because the peasants, it's like Robin Hood, right? You're not going, you're not going to the rich neighborhoods because those are the people you're cheating, dog. Robin Hood was the king of the hood. That's why you gotta keep it hood, dude. If you're gonna do hood ride shit, keep it in the hood. Take that shit over to Waffle House. They never would have turned you in at Waffle House. And I'm not shitting on Waffle House. I'm a huge huge fan of Waffle House. One of my wife's favorite restaurants of all times. Uh, uh, matter of fact so um <laughs> fun guy love guy says you either end up at waffle house or denny's that's right dude we got a live chat just for our paid members if you want to support the show there's a number of ways you could do that you can be a paid member on youtube it's like three dollars a month or something like that i'm not really sure probably should check into that 
Uh, you can also just hit that like and subscribe button on our other YouTube videos. You can follow us on Instagram. 99.99% of our followership comes from our listeners. We're creating a Patreon with tons of extra content. If you want to become a paid member behind a paywall for the Patreon, but we're never going to stop delivering the best free content for first responders on the planet four days a week. We're never going to stop that. But there's some things that we want to talk about that we can't quite talk about on YouTube. You know, we, we can only say trans so many times before we get flagged and demonetized. You can only, well, we can't even talk about certain conspiracies without getting demonetized. And we can't have certain guests on who say certain ridiculous shit that you guys are super entertained. You guys remember that PI who liked to use the F word? And I'm not talking about fuck, but the other F word that refers to a bundle of sticks. Well, that was a great episode. One of our one of our largest episodes, and it got demonetized because he used the F word too much. So we're going to start putting those guys on our Patreon. So those that are not sensitive and they're not little crybabies that don't mind a little uh, adult conversation, if you will, without getting your panties in a wad, without having to go to a uh, trans day of vengeance about it. That's all going to be on our Patreon. Then we won't um, then we won't get stonewalled and. We don't have to worry about advertisers either. Speaking of advertisers, today's show is brought to you by GhostBed. GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack, which, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Those deals keep getting better and better. Two of you guys bought GhostBeds this week. Um, and I love that when you guys, I love that our fans buy the products that we promote and they send us pictures and they've been doing that for almost three years now. It's been over two years that GhostBed's been a loyal sponsor to this show. And you guys can't say, if you go, we got 1700 something odd reviews, by the way, if you want to support the show, leave us a rating and review. But out of all of those reviews, there's a GhostBed, a little droppy plug-in in almost every single review. Getting hard on Bluetooth while beating it on my ghost bed or I made my fifth child want to be like Eric on my ghost bed. I'll tell you what, the world would be a better place. If there was a ghost, bed. there'd be less school shootings. If everybody slept on ghost beds, there'd be a loss. There'd be a lot less police involved shootings, period. If everybody was getting a good night's rest, we all know that mental wellness starts with a good night's sleep and the best good night's sleep there is. If you really want to invest in your mental health, you should invest in a ghost bed. That's not even a part of their fucking ad read. That wasn't even something we talked about. And I might get fined for saying it. I don't know. I don't know. The, the onboarding was very loose when it came to the ghost bed ad reads and they've put up with me for three years. So I feel at this point that I can say things that I really feel. And I really truly in my heart, scientifically believe by opinion and hypothesis and conspiracy theories that there would be less mental health in the world if we were all sleeping on ghost beds. Be a lot more babies in the world. I don't know. I don't think that's a bad thing. Bring in sweet, beautiful children that are raised by parents who love each other because they sleep on a ghost bed. Parents who get along with each other and they don't argue. A lot of these kids, they do fucked up things, school shootings and all sorts of shit because their parents aren't getting a good night's rest and making good parental decisions and that leads to children doing all sorts of walls who shit i've always said that if a kid can't find good uh if they can't get um positive uh, like if you're not looking at them positively then they'll they'll make you look at them negatively but they're going to get their attention one way or the other folks whether it's positive attention or negative attention they're going to get that attention and i'm telling you if you sleep on a ghost bed if you're getting that good night's rest then you're going to pay more attention to your kids. You want to be uh, happy and bright, shining, ready to get up and play with little Scooter, Wendy, Billy, Aiden, Caden, Jaden. There'll be a lot less Jadens and Cadens because you'll get a good night's rest. When you wake up, you'll be like, you know what? I'm not going to name my kid 
uh, one of the Aiden, Baden, Caden, Jaden, Wadens of this world. I'm going to be unique and creative. You know, I don't know. That's my uh, ghost bed plug for today and my rant and my rant. Um, also, outbound jerky, uh, Imperial Girl. I'm sick as shit today. It might be the meds that I'm on are making me crazy this morning, but I'm a little bit sick under the weather. It's the, some kind of bugs been running through my family. Two years ago, this would have been COVID. We would have said, we've got COVID. Oh, I'm dying. It's the sickest I've ever been. It's the sickest I've ever been. I have COVID. Now we get sick and we don't give a fuck anymore. Was, it was, that was, a lot of that was, uh, what is, what's the opposite of placebo, nocebo? The, new, the nocebo effect? Is that what it is? Help me out here. Save me. Yeah, it's the nocebo effect. I'm pretty sure. Nocebo effect. Because I'm the sickest I've ever been right now. But it's not COVID because COVID's over. But you know what, though? I've got the outbound beef jerky, double garlic teriyaki, uh, made by an American who was a former police officer, a good former police officer, not one of those political police officers climbing the political corporate ladder. No, this is one of those dudes that went out and went and sought out freedom on his own. And uh, now he makes gluten-free beef jerky of all sorts of flavors. I can't get enough of this stuff. Brandon Tatum can't get enough of this stuff. None of us can get enough of this stuff. My wife likes it. My kids like it. Uh, obviously, Imperial Girl in the live chat, she likes it. Uh, oh, damn. Falconator says, my daughter complains about being Caden. There's nothing wrong with being named Caden. Um, although when they're older and they have kids, they're probably going to retaliate and name them something off it. Look, I mean, my parents named me something boring, like Eric. Thanks mom and dad. So I came up with the most fucked up names I could for my kids just to spite them. I named my kid Duke after John Wayne. I'm just kidding. I really like my name, Eric, to be honest with you, Eric Clapton, um, a lot of great Eric's Eric, the, the red, which, you know, might get me canceled because I think he's on that cancel list. Uh, Jay Keefe for 21, the old Chief Keefe. Uh, I wonder if they ever call him Chief Queef. Never thought of that before. But now I'm thinking about it. Maybe it's the meds. I can say whatever I want as long as I blame it on mental wellness or meds. I can say whatever I want. Um, so in that case, uh, Jay Queef, Jay Queef 21 is in the house. We appreciate you. Uh, did I fuck up calling my son Kennedy? Ah, Kennedy is a cool name, Falconator. Uh, Kennedy is a cool name. That is a cool name, Kennedy. Hmm. Named after somebody who was assassinated by the government. Uh, that might have implications later on. We'll see. But I think Kennedy's a cool name. We're still trying to think of a name for our daughter, by the way, or having a daughter. Uh, just found out that out yesterday. Uh, Tansy, my bestie died from COVID. It was a thing for some. Yes, really good friend that helped me build everything that I know in this world. Uh, he died of COVID as well. Not saying that it wasn't a real thing. Um, obviously it was a real thing. Uh, but I think that, uh, I think we were just because something's real doesn't mean that it can't be downplayed, right? Just cause every, every batter hits a home run doesn't mean that they're all on steroids. It just means a lot of them are on steroids. So I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. Uh, but a really good close friend of mine did die of, of COVID. I'm still friends with his wife. And, and matter of fact, I told him because he was severely overweight, severely overweight. And I told him uh, he was a big conservative guy who just thought the whole thing was bullshit. I said, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. This is one of the last conversation I had with him. And we were at a barbecue joint. I said, bro, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. But of anybody that I think should 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 be careful, should heed the warnings. It's got to be you, dude. You've got he got bit by a tick. 
a long time ago and he's got some tick disease and it wasn't the regular, it wasn't Lyme's disease. It was a different one. Um, and it caused him to be extremely obese. Um, I'm talking like really, really large. And, um, and he, he was a CB in the Navy and, and just had health complications after this whole tick thing. And it was a very sad story. And he, and he made the best of it. An amazing guy. Honestly, one of my, my best friends of all time. Um, and, and very well remembered in the, in the town of Clayton. And, uh, and, and he, he got COVID, got put on a ventilator, but they didn't give him, um, any of the things that could have saved him either. They didn't even try. They wouldn't go with the uh, monochloral antibodies or any of those things. So that's a different story for a different time. Uh, but I do remember everybody getting like the worst sick they've ever been, even like a year ago. God is the worst I've ever been. Every time you're sick, it's the worst it's ever been. I promise you. Every time I get sick, I'm fucking dying. And I'm not kidding. I'm literally legit dying. I'm legit. I was legit dying last night at three o'clock in the morning. I was dying. So uh, especially if a girl, girls are tougher, girls are tougher. So maybe they can handle sickness better, but us boys, we cannot let's jump into this news, baby. And I love this. Something to talk about over the weekend, over the barbecue. I like that. We can actually have conversations about COVID now though, without getting demonetized. Seems like the restrictions on what you can talk about, what you can't talk about are slowly becoming more like lifted. You can, you can say things that everybody knows, but now you can say them out loud. Yeah, uh, it, it is weird how it flip flops, right? Some things you can say and some things you can't say. But uh, right now, none other. It's our first story. It's a great way to get great segue. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, who I use in my stand up quite often I, uh, when I'm talking about what clown world we live in. Um, but she's getting blasted on Twitter. She got suspended temporarily on Twitter. I don't know that I agree about this one. I, I would say I, the, the original tweet. So she abundant was one of many. Andy no was another one that got suspended, a big prominent guy, uh, reporter. So what happened is some account had this call for violence is what they're calling it. And well, it was a trans that, day of violence by, I, I can't remember now, but trans radical activist network. Yeah. So they shared it. And then Marjorie crazy. Yeah. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene and Andy No and all these other people shared it to bring attention to it. And they got suspended for bringing attention to it. So so the trans radical activist network can call for a trans day of vengeance. But if we warn people about a trans day of vengeance five days after a trans person uh, shoots up a school all of a sudden now we can't talk about that or was the trans radical activist network also suspended? I don't know if they've been suspended. Everybody that did get suspended. So Marjorie Taylor green, Andy, you know, everybody else, they got their accounts back within a couple hours from what I was understanding, but they got suspended for sharing well, just because uh, Elon Musk is now in charge of Twitter. Yep. Well, that goes to show that even, with him being in charge, the, the people that shared it, the, the proponents of it, that I'm not sure if they got suspended or didn't get suspended, but they were allowed to have it out there and let all these other people, prominent people share it before it started getting attention, get suspended. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, they should be able to call for like the, the there's a difference between a, a protest and a riot. Right. And when you get violent, like, that, that's it's no longer a protest. You're you're rioting. You're committing right. crimes. It's, sure. This is yeah, not a fan. Yeah. Um, 
and I, and I, you know, poor timing. And that's, you know, that's one of the big problems I have. Well, I don't hate the trans community. Okay. I'm not, you want, you want to be trans, go and be trans, man. That's all right, dude. You want to wear some pantyhose? Do you, you know, don't bother me with it. But when it bothers me, that's when I have a problem with it. Um, I had a problem with it this week. There was like a trans takeover at one of the skate parks. I don't understand why you need to go one, one, we could argue that a skate park is just as much for children as it is for adults, like a tennis court or a baseball field. Correct. I'd almost say it's more, but right. I think there's me. an argument there for sure. But I think w- without arguing, we could all agree that it's as much for kids as it is for adults. Very right? much so. Like if you want to just put a hard line in it, like yep. nobody would argue and say that uh, skate parks are more for adults. No, there, you know, there is no argument there, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, if there is an argument that we can come to terms on, it's just as much for kids as it is for adults. So if it's just as much for kids as it is for adults, why do the do you feel the need to wear the most audacious, ridiculous, and disgusting trans outfit to the park on that day where your balls keep falling out of your little fucking sundress shorts things? I don't even know what you call it. With your upside down pile, this guy was putting his sexuality everywhere. He was so excited about his factual his sexual deviancies that he had his sexual deviancies tattooed. On his body. Right? Like, fucking just write Pornhub on your kneecaps. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody gives a shit. Do, you do whatever sexual deviancy you got going on. You just keep that shit in the bedroom. Nobody, like, you don't need to wear it out. But now we got this fucking guy wearing something where his balls keep falling out. To where my son, my nine-year-old son came over to me and said, I said, hey, I want you to skate in the mini ramp. And he goes, there's a weirdo guy over there and he's kind of gross. <laughs> He has no idea what trans is. He's a homeschool kid. He has no idea what that fucking world is. But even an eight-year-old kid can realize that that's fucking gross. And it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. So when the trans behaviors start affecting me, that's when I get pissed. It's like gang members. You want to be a gang member, go get a gang member. But the minute your gang bullets and shit start flying through my house, I'm going to have something to say about it. I'm going to have a problem with it. And 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 I feel like a lot of this movement here, this trans movement, is Oh, 99%. There's 1% of trans people who are suffering, who are just trying to deal and cope. And then there's 99% of trans people who are just dying for attention. And again, I said, if you can't get positive attention, you'll do whatever it takes to get negative attention. And having this protest in front of the Supreme Court only days after a school shooting is just another way to beg for negative attention. Because if you really had a cause, if you really believed in something, if you're really doing something out of the kindness of your heart, you would have respect and you would have empathy for the six people who lost their lives. You would also have empathy and and you would have the wherewithal or the common sense to say, let's find out what's more about it. Because what if this? What if we just wait a little bit on this and we find out that this girl was diddled in high school and that's what caused this sexual trauma. But wait, we can't say that because what do you mean trauma? Maybe she was born that way. Well, I think there's a large argument that says that trauma creates a lot of this stuff. And I'd like to see if this girl was traumatized. And if she was, why wouldn't we want that to be exposed? Because you're trying to hide your own agendas, right? You're trying to disprove that trauma creates transvestite or transsexual or whatever that it has. You, you, it, it, you know, you would rather your argument live than justice be sought out. And nobody wants to talk about that. And I think that's 
bonkers. I think it's buying. I think everybody should keep their mouth shut for at least two weeks until we know the total facts of this case. There's a reason why this girl felt the need that she or boy, whatever you want to call it, that one went in there and wanted to fucking kill kids and 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 kill adults. There's there's a much, much more deep rooted issue here than her just being trans and wanting to go shoot up a school or just banning guns. One, she dressed like Antifa. She's the poster child for an Antifa person. I'd like to know the I'd like to know what her Antifa ties were. I'd also like to know if she went to that school and they're saying that she did, what happened at that school? Was there any sexual trauma? I want to know more about these parents that allowed somebody who suffers from mental illness and mental wellness as they 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 called it. I, you know, I think it's more mental illness at this point. And why she was allowed or how she even afforded seven AR style guns? I mean, that's seven grand. How old was this kid? I'm fucking 40 with, with three businesses, and I, I can't own seven ARs. That's a lot of money. Like the, the skate park, I just used the litmus test. Would would it be okay to have a Chippendales skate park event? Would it okay to be having Justine's strip club from down the road? Have all those girls come out and hang out the strip at the at the skate park? If that was okay, then everything else is okay. When the other stuff isn't okay, it's not okay. If your balls are hanging out, I don't care whether you're wearing a dress or not. If your balls are hanging out, your balls are hanging out. Yeah, it's gross. Put, put your balls gross. away. Like you can't, you can't dress like a skater when you go to the skate park. Like If you want to identify as something, why don't you identify as a skater? If you're at a skate park, then you should want to identify as a skater. That's why skaters dress like skaters. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should show up to, to fucking skate and rage. Like, you want to be trans, that's fine. Have the long hair, paint your nails, wear some makeup. But nobody's skating with their fucking ball. Like, there ain't girl. Very rarely would you ever see girls, like, fucking skateboarding in, like, thongs or, you know. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's weird. All of this is weird. I think the uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene getting kicked, kicked off of TikTok... I just don't understand why everybody doesn't just shut the fuck up for like two weeks. Let some people mourn. Let, let these six people, th these families of these six people, let them have some fucking time without all this crazy bullshit going on and protests going on. And Marjorie, like all these politicians spouting out out of the mouth about it, you know, like, let's just, you know, you know, we don't need to be releasing body camera footage within the first couple of hours of this stuff. You know, let, let there be some time for emotions to kind of, settle and let, let let people ride the course of you know what do they say you know this, this depression you know you, you get mad you get depressed you i don't know the seven steps the, the grief acceptance uh you know uh but but now we, you know everybody's got to take something like this and everybody's got to turn it into their whole political agenda and, and, and it's kind of gross it really is kind of just good it's kind of gross it's gross that is the it? trans republic of whatever vengeance wants to do a protest it's sad that Marjorie Taylor Greene decides that she needs to speak up right this fucking second. DC Drano needs to fucking open his mouth and all these things. I mean, it's all just divisive bullshit that I think the common folk uh, don't don't really want to hear. I think there's probably more people out there with just want to mourn and just want to cry over the six people that are dead. Uh, didn't have to be worried about all this other outside noise, if you will. I, I think um, I think David said it best. David pays a lot of our bills um, with all of his super chats and thing. I think David J says, can we just talk about more about mammoth meatballs? 
And I think that's right. I think he's got it. I think out of everybody in here, uh, the rest of us see students, I think he's the one that probably gets it the most. Who fucking cares? Uh, we want to know about giant meatballs, and I do too. I do too. That's That makes me happy. Dave? A startup makes giant meatball out of lab-grown mammoth meat. This is from March 28th, 2023, CBS News. Yeah. I'm not going to eat it, though. Tell, tell me this isn't the first step to Jurassic Park. I, that's my, that is where I'm coming from, homie. That's where I'm coming from. We can create the meat. Then, it, then now we, now we have tissue that survives. Mm. So let's see what we can do next. Next thing mm. you know, we got goddamn pterodactyls flying down the street. What would you do? You see a pterodactyl I, flying down the street right now. What do you do? I don't, I'd be grabbing my AR. You shooting at I mean, it? If it's coming at me. No, if it's just flying. Uh, if it's just flying around up there. Eh. Yeah, taking it down. Eh, I don't know. Because if, it, if, if it's just if it's just flying around, just let it fly around. But if it's trying to you know attack your dog and kidnap your kids and eat them and stuff, then after yeah. last night's Project Bluebeam episode, I wouldn't be convinced that it wasn't a hologram, and I'd shoot at it to make sure it's not a hologram made by or the government or drone. Government drone flying government, around. Government drone, the shape of a pterodactyl. Now, I wonder why they chose mammoth meat. Is that just because they probably got more frosty mammoths that have been frozen in time that they can pull genes from? So, uh, I mean, they, they, they I mean, they've got a lot more of those like carcasses frozen yeah. in time. So there's more to more material to, to maybe pull from. Right. Or maybe, maybe they thought we'll do something safe. Mm. Like, like, like Jurassic Park. We'll start with something safe. Is this going to encourage people to want to eat elephants? Once you taste that elephant, you got to have more. You got to hankering for elephants. Well, and are they just going to recreate any meat and just call it meat? You're going to go to the, the restaurant. Like what if uh, what if I go to the restaurant and I get a little appetizer? I go to Amsterdam where this is taking place and I'll get me a little app, appetizer of elephant. And I can't go back once I've tasted the elephant. That's all I yearn for. And I just need more of it. Make now I'm a poacher. Do I sue? Got to go to Africa. Take some I trips just down start, there. I just start poaching elephants because I need that elephant meat. Or can I grow and harvest my own elephants? Is that legal? Can I can I buy an elephant legally and then mate it and breed it to where I can make elephant patties and elephant burgers and elephant stew and elephant kebabs? Is that a thing? Well, I remember, I remember Dwight was using horses and taking like the quarter meter horses <laughs> and was selling <laughs> – you remember that episode from The Office? <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about all the places that would like Uber Eats didn't pick it up, McDonald's didn't pick it up. A <laughs> sharper image is talking with or something like that. Does the mammoth um, does the mammoth bites replace the McRib? Yeah, coming coming this fall from the makers <laughs> of the McRib, Mc, McMammoth, the McMammoth. Or does or does another company pick it up, like Burger King? So the, you you have the McRib, but we've got the fucking mammoth mammoth meat. Get or, the, uh, what it, I yeah. don't know their other acronyms. Oh, but Arby's. It's all we got the meat, right? We, we, have, we have we we have all the, we have the we have all the meat, whether yeah. it's new or 
extinct. Extinct. We got the extinct meat. A mammoth meatball sub. Once you have it, you can't go back and become a poacher for life. I that's pretty weird. I don't. I'm. I'd like to know. Put a thing up on the last call on the Instagram if you would want to try mammoth meat. I'm not. I mean, I know that a lot of shit that we're eating is made in a lab these days, and that's a huge problem. My wife uh, is is currently fighting that fight in our household. Um, trying to buy you know more like organic, non GMO stuff. Um, Whole Foods. Oh yeah, you know, but that's expensive. Expensive way of life. Uh, and frankly, it doesn't taste as good. It doesn't go as far. But I mean, maybe that's what makes us skinnier. I just read in a report that like the United States, like overall, is like sixty percent overweight. Like sixty percent of people in the United States are overweight. Forty percent are considered obese. I'm one of them. I mean, there I'm was. Not, there I'm was not a, shaming. I'm one of them. There was. I, I have to look for it because I don't want to speak out my ass completely. But they were they were talking about the, how the food in the United States just the every it's different. The chemical makeup of it is different than well, look, every you know, place else in the world. Have you seen those pictures of like a real strawberry versus like a GMO strawberry? Yeah, they're they're incredibly Cringe. different. We left a cupcake on Thanksgiving at the uh, grandparents' house. We left a so my family take this as you will. This is something you can steal for your own family. Um, we call it root hog or die. Um, it's when you have a large group. We have twenty two. Uh, well, now it's uh, 30, 30, 33 members of the family that meet three times a year. Um, and, and that's a lot. That's all the cousins and everything. We meet at one big massive lake house that's owned by my wife's side of the family's grandparents. Um, and they're very, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of money, but you know, this is what they use their money for is bringing three times a year, 33 family members all to the house at the same time for at least one night. You know, most people stay for three nights, four nights, but, but they want, that's what they want. Right. And, and they make it worth your while to come. They, they hire photographers and, and it's just a lot of fun. And so nobody's ever mad at each other, but because there's so many people and food becomes an issue, they create a thing called root hog or die, which means you can root it out. You can hog it down or you'll just fucking die root hog or die. So there's no leftovers. You put your leftovers, you got to hide them. So, so what happened was people started hiding leftovers or hiding cupcakes when they want, they knew they were going to want one, but they weren't hungry right yet. And um, then they would forget where they hid them. And so there was a cupcake that has been found. I believe that cupcake is like three years old now. It's in perfect shape on this bookshelf, like three, three rows up on the bookshelf. And we have left it there never to be touched. And it has not, it has not changed one bit. No mold, I mean, it looks like it came fresh out of the oven. Scares the shit out of you. Yeah. I wonder what happens if you eat it. Is it still good? I mean, it was probably hard as a rock. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's touched it. I, th I think everybody's afraid. Like everybody just wants to preserve it, see how long they can they can make it go. But it's like it's uh, like that the the eternal lamp that stays on. You don't want to turn it off. <laughs> right. You don't want to. Don't want to touch don't the touch cupcake. Don't fuck, with, don't fuck with a good thing, man. You touch it, just <laughs> infinity it stone. It's like <laughs> the world it implodes. Um, but speaking, you know, of of that, uh, Russell Brand talks a lot about the food stuff, and I like a lot of things that he has to say. Um, if you're into other podcasts, Russell Brand's a great one. Um, but speaking of like government conspiracy shit, this is a great story. Um, it's a story that that attracted me. It's an older story, but people are just now getting payouts from it. It's a vibrator company. We know the vibrator company. Now this isn't no news. It's that vibrator where you, uh, the, we connect the, we vibe, 
Um, by the way, they named it we because we as in the government are watching you masturbate. Um, but it is a masturbation tool that that is uh, connected through your phone, through your Bluetooth, so that you can, you know, wind it up, wind it up. You're done. Wind it up. If you TikTok, you know what that's from. But uh, you can access this. Now, what they didn't uh, account for was that people can hack this. I think that's a victimless crime, if you ask me. Uh, uh, the hacker broke onto my Bluetooth and he turned my vibrator onto full blast and I had three orgasms while sitting on the airplane because I was hacked. Victimless crime. Imagine that testimony in court. So I was sitting there and I was having the best time of my life. Yeah. So thinking that current? my orgasms were being controlled by my husband, but then some anonymous person that I don't know could have been Matthew McConaughey, could have been Brad Pitt, could have been anyone, and could have been Hunter Biden. But somebody, some anonymous man, turned my vibrator on, and my husband was no longer in control of my orgasm. Some random man was in control of it, and he was turning it up. And the intensity was getting heavier and heavier. And I was sitting on the airplane, and oh, yeah, daddy. And she has an O right there on the stand. Victimless crime. Then you can get a payout after that. I'd say that's a good time. But what's even more serious, though, is that what the what information that this tech company was actually getting off of this WeConnect, they were able to tell where you were jerking off at or masturbating to. Um, they could tell how long you were masturbating, what speeds you were using. Um, and you say, well, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to me. They could, they could know that. I, I have an average O time. Um, you know, I'm about three minutes a day on my vibrator. You know, maybe that's, you know, you know, that's what, maybe that's what a uh, Falconator is saying right now. Maybe, uh, maybe Jen in the chats is like, I got nothing to worry about. I masturbate in the comforts of my own bedroom for no more than three minutes a day. And, uh, so, you know, if they want that information, they can have that information, but let me ask you this Falconator. Let me ask you this. What if, what if it's somebody that's got a brain like mine? where you don't want to masturbate in the comfort of your own room for only three minutes. What if I want to go, uh, I don't know. What if I want to go, what if I want to go to church after hours and sit in the baptismal booth that nobody goes and dresses out in except once a month when there's baptisms, there's nobody around. Nobody's going to catch me. That room is silent because there's things said in confidentiality between the priest and there. Nobody's going to catch you. Maybe that's where I want to pleasure myself. And now, when the powers that be can see where all these little red lights are on their map of all these vibrators going off, they see a little cluster at this apartment, a little cluster at this housing community, and then they see one red dot at St. Episcopal Lutheran Church. <laughs> Busted, dude. That's embarrassing. And I went for six minutes. The bigger problem, like the bigger picture with like the hacking with the tracking of the data is when you're tracking that, it doesn't, it seems frivolous by itself, but there was uh, some years ago, there was a GPS tracking app that people wore on your wrist to track your heart rate and how your location and all that stuff. Well, there were several uh, counterintelligence areas that were outed because of these GPS locations. Mm. So not saying that, you know, you're in a Ford base and you need to get your groove on at night. Yeah. Well, if you're doing that, you can, I can get tracked and eventually like, the dots are there. Just you just need someone to see them and connect them. So it's not it's not a big problem by itself, but it could. Well, they say that uh, 
that they they collect data and they sell this data and they're making money off of your masturbation. Um, the women say that the WeVibe violated the Federal Wiretap Act and privacy law. They made money at their expense, which, I mean, <laughs> pretty creative way of making money, if you ask me. About 300,000 people purchased WeVibe devices covered by the settlement and about 100,000 downloaded and used the app. Now, that's a number I was curious about. If 300,000 people purchased the WeVibe, but only 100,000 downloaded the app, the other 200,000 are just missing out. Or they're rocking it old school. I mean, yeah, this doesn't look like one of those old school type vibes, which is also, you know, ladies, I'm not a lady. I, I shouldn't speak for you. What do I know? Um, but like, well, I mean, why can't they just like, why does it have to be Bluetooth? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've got a Bluetooth coffee mug and I'm like, why does it got to be controlled by my phone? Why can't I just put my Bluetooth coffee mug on the platform on the base and then just use the base to turn it up. What if I didn't have a cell phone? Then I couldn't use my Bluetooth coffee cup. Like, why does it? Golf. Why does everything have to connect to your phone? Because they want that data. I, exactly want right, and exactly they want that data, and that's that's shitty. I'm glad they're getting sued, but everybody's only going to get two hundred dollars, and then they're going to get even less than two hundred dollars because of all the processing fees, payouts, uh, and attorneys, and all that stuff. Yeah, which that's bullshit. Because then you can just make up a fee to get your money. You know, the government can get their money back. Well, um, at, the, at least at the end of it, you can go masturbate still. So you've got that yeah, yeah. going for you. Um, you know, with that, and and again, last night was one of my favorite episodes of Night Shift that, that I've gotten to do. Now, I, I, I have favorite episodes that Andrea has done, that Mike's done, but, but I personally did myself. Um, that was probably my favorite performance last night uh, with Project Bluebeam. And what was crazy is uh, there was an article about the Pope. There was a fake, a deep fake, which we talked about a lot last night, a deep fake photo of the Pope wearing a white jacket, puffer jacket over the weekend, went super viral. And even Chrissy Teigen, shocker, uh, that fucking, she's so thirsty. Um, she tweeted, I thought the Pope's puffer jacket was real and didn't give it a second thought. No way I'm surviving the future of technology. <laughs> uh, but it's true. But it's true. Uh, James O'Malley. I'm not saying that the world has just changed, but only now do I realize that the Pope in the big jacket was AI generated. Uh, there's another tweet. The Pope has been wearing the same musty robe for 100 years. Now, why would he decide to be dripped out on a random Saturday afternoon? And then a lot of people, this is a blue check marker. A lot of people had to go through and tell him that the thing was fake. I mean, it just goes on and on with these blue check marks, tweeting, retweeting this picture of the Pope totally tripped out, um, looking like Fat Joe, looking like Flo Rida, uh, walking through Miami. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, that's how I want to picture my Pope, to be real. If you look at the AI-generated photo of the Pope in this white puffer jacket, <laughs> that's how I want to see my Pope, man. It's, it's kind of like the Pope meets uh, Joel Olstein, honestly. Um, that Pope is as fly as Joel Steen's fucking mansion. Um, but it's a fake. It's a deep fake. And and it went viral. And that's that's to me is scary. The underlying thought here, something to talk about over the weekend, other than dead babies and domestic violence, is uh, this use of AI-generated images. 
how I mean, if they can do that, and we talked about that the government actually tried to do this by posting AI generated photos of Saddam Hussein back in 1999 when we did not know this technology existed back then, and that technology has just made it to us now. What have we been duped with since 1999 and 2020? The first time that we saw this technology was in Forrest Gump, and nobody even recognized the technology. When Forrest Gump shook the hands of John Kennedy. In a you got to think, if it if it came out of Los Alamos, before it's public, it's probably been there for at least five or ten years. Right. And so, and then the, even then, the public version is only probably like a snippet of what it really can do. Yeah. So, like, if back then in the 90s, now we get another, you know, 15, 20 years on top of that. I, I'm, am I talking to the real Eric right now? I did. I could be an AI generated dude. Matter of fact, if I say something stupid and I get canceled, I'm just going to fucking say it was AI generated. Who's to say it's not? Who's to say it's not? I didn't say that. It's going to be hard. That's the government, dude. But I mean, and that's what the government wants to do. They want, they want you to confuse things so that it's the world is a confusing place, which I think was like the third step in Project Bluebeam to make things so confusing that you don't know what's real and what's not. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Get your tinfoil hats on. Um, speaking of yeah. tinfoil hatsing and the government just doing way too much creepy, crazy shit. Uh, let's talk about this whole TikTok bill for a minute. Yeah, that the... That's yeah, this is that's this is kind of scary. It is scary. So the government, and we have this problem historically all the time of adding shit to bills that has nothing to do with the bill. Like we'll put in money, spending stuff, environmental spending, all this other bullshit. So in this new TikTok bill, the government and I don't know, why is it not opening? Uh, come on. The government will have the secretary in, in consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads is authorized to take and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate, including negotiating by entering into or imposing enforcing by any mitigation measures to address any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person Yep. Or with any respect to property subject to jurisdiction within the United States, and the secretary de determines that you're a risk. So, so remember the school teachers, right? I mean, the, the the parents at the school board meetings that were determined to be uh, domestic ter terrorist threats. Now, what this TikTok bill is saying that we can access not only your TikTok to to use that spyware on you um this is the deal that the government is making with tiktok but now that they can get into your strava your workout plan your jogging plan now i can see where you're jogging they can log into all your gaming apps see where you're playing games seeing what you're betting on on online poker this is giving the patriarch the fucking gross gross uh overreach so if you think what snowden exposed from the nsa stuff it's like that but it's it's giving it car blanche to do it you'll have access to your local data or your local wireless networks your mobile network satellite payloads satellite operations and control cable access points wireless access points core network core networking systems hot long short and backhaul networks uh edge computer platforms they'll have access to your desktop applications mobile applications gaming applications payment applications web-based applications information and communication technology Vibrant. products and services 
artificial intelligence and machine learning. This is giving them a key carbonch to everything that you Whatever touch. What they want that you plug like, and, into and, the and, and listen. And before you say, "Oh, well, that's just for people who are deemed domestic terrorists," they they made every parent that was argumentative and raised their voice because it wasn't the FBI that determined who went on that watch list. It was the school board members that felt threatened, right? We know how some of these school board, school board people can feel threatened. If I raise my voice and they feel threatened, they can then have you added to this domestic terrorist watch list. And at that point, the FBI can track you on your jog. They can track you uh, wherever they want to track you. And and that is that is super scary. Uh, I wanted to address Skinwalker 711. Thank you for being with us, uh, Skinwalker 711. Why is TikTok still a thing? I'm going to be honest with you. I think TikTok is still a thing because it's fucking winning. I think the only reason that TikTok is news right now is just because it's beating the pants off this whole meta thing. And it's, it's virtually... Um, everybody's allowed to say whatever they want. Uh, generally speaking on TikTok, not a lot of people are getting kicked off at TikTok. I just watched a comedy skit on TikTok where the guy said the F word like 80 million times. I thought it was a hilarious bit. Could not believe that it hadn't been canceled. It was up to like 2 million views. But TikTok is uh, a great way. It's winning. It's it's winning. People are on it more. People are getting more information. It's everything. You got to understand that face Instagram was just pictures. And when they saw that TikTok was beating that ass, they decided to make reels to try to compete with TikTok. Facebook started making shorts or reels to compete with Instagram, who was competing with TikTok. YouTube came out with shorts, who was trying to compete with Facebook, who was trying to compete with Instagram. So at the end of the day, the real man, the real the, the real goat here is TikTok. And, and TikTok's the goat for a reason. And, and, and propaganda and mainstream media has made us old boomers afraid of TikTok and they've used the same fear that we preach against for so often. Like we want freedom to be able to say whatever we want on the interwebs. And here you have TikTok, which is a platform that's allowing you to do that. And then now we're all like, yeah, the government wants to get rid of TikTok and we should get rid of TikTok. Well, have you actually used the app and not been a pervert about the using the app? Cause you know, people say, well, all I got is like dancing chicks. That's because the algorithm picks up how long you stay on a video. Don't stay on the videos of girls bouncing their titties around and showing that ass. My TikTok feed is full of nothing but skateboard videos and stand-up comedians because I spend more time watching skateboard videos and stand-up comedians. Now, they, they still try. The point where it still tries to infiltrate the naughtiness, but I know it. I know it. I use the power of my mind to know, like, not today, Satan. Not today. Get those jugs, those delicious, beautiful milk silos out of my face. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to have my TikTok ban bogged down with, uh, you know, illicit photos, especially since my children flip through and watch skateboarding videos to learn new, new uh, tricks. So I'm actually a fan of TikTok. Um, but I, I would say that if TikTok needed to be for 16, per 16 years old or over, I think I think TikTok is. But I think all social media extreme way too dangerous for for young minds way too dangerous for young minds i think anybody that allows their kid to to jump on tiktok other than be creators on the platform um it's child abuse because if you want to you, you know if you want your kid to be a creator and create content for other people to show off their talents, uh, maybe they're drawing, maybe they're acting, maybe they're a cheerleader, maybe they're a dancer. You know, if if you're using it to create content and to be creative, then then that should be allowed. However, allowing your kid to consume 
at that age is child abuse. In well, my opinion, I, I know that's how, that's rushed because every single child's parents I know let their kids play on social media and they will get super mad at me for having that opinion. But I don't hate your kids and I don't hate you as a parent. You know the rules. When your kids come to my house, there is no social media at my house. Your kids don't get to bring their Tiki Talks and their Instagrammies over to my house. They want to skate. Great. They want to go build a fort. They want to make fire. They want to draw. They want to get on YouTube and learn how to draw. They want to get on Instagram and learn how to do a trick. They can come and they can ask for that permission and be managed by parents, but they're not going to just consume entertainment from social media. The irony of this is this bill is to ban TikTok because of the, the CCP and the, the spyware and everything that it pulls from it. And the same bill, we want to add stuff so we can spy on ourselves. Right. And I don't understand like what, what is, what is the CCP taking from me that the United States isn't taking from me? All, already I'm already being you. spied on grossly by my own government. Because all the Twitter files have come out and you see the FBI with all the Twitter, FBI involvement with Facebook, FBI involvement with Instagram. It's it's not that we want to ban spying on people. We just want to have control over who's spying on people. And we want us to be the ones to spy on ourselves. Like, right. It, it's, I'll tell you the news that comes out of TikTok, you know, Russell Brand can survive on the TikTok algorithm so much longer then Russell Brand can survive on the Instagram algorithm. Joe Rogan could survive on the TikTok algorithm way longer than he can survive on the Instagram algorithm. And so where do I go to consume? If I like listening to Joe Rogan, right? If I like listening to Russell Brand, which mainstream media hate both of those people because they generally speak the truth. Now, if, I, if, if I'm a big fan of those guys and I know that when I get on my TikTok, I'm more likely to see them, which is what I like, than I am to see them on Instagram, where am I going to go first? We're going to TikTok because that's where I want to see my content. See, Instagram is so uh, so infatuated with banning and making sure that the platform. I, I don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, if they would just open their doors, open the, open the world of capitalism and let let capitalism ring free, they could be successful too. Uh, but, but I do think where the danger lies here, though, is is children being mixed up. Trafficking um, is way kids are way more vulnerable at trafficking. Way more vulnerable at opening an app that they shouldn't open. That's going to. Um, uh, you, you know, for instance, the little boy was at my house and they were f going through a TikTok feed, which is why I banned social media from my house from all the kids. I had to talk with his kids' parents, but there was a video that came up about bisexuals. And now my eight, my eight year old son at the time, who never heard the word bisexual, came and asked me what bisexual was. And I said, well, what do you know about bisexual? He says we were on TikTok and there was a bisexual um, person yelling. And I was like, okay, who's TikTok? What are we doing on TikTok? And he was like, well, we were on the trampoline and Matt had his phone. Called Matt's parents. I said, listen, love, love Matt. Matt's a great kid. Um, I'm going to ask you that Matt can bring his phone down to my house. I would never draw a hard line in the sand that he couldn't have something that could protect him. But if, if your son brings over TikTok or Instagram and shows it to my children ever again, th then we are, we're going we're gonna to start implementing uh, my kids being grounded from Matt. So when all the other kids are down at our house playing on all the cool shit we have and your little buddy, and then your son doesn't get to play with my son. It's not my fault. It's, it's your fault. Now, one, those are great parents and they, and they have a great kid and the parents were like, fuck dude, you're absolutely right. Like we've got no problem with that. And their son's older than my kid. And, and, and so, and he's been exposed to different things being that he's in middle school. And, and so we all came to an agreement that, you know, let him do his own thing. But when he comes over, he needs to understand that, that it stops there. And that's the problem. When you let your young kids hang out with older kids, you, you got to have that kind of thing. But I think honestly, I would have no problem with them making 
social media banned it until you're 16. Yep. I'm okay with that. I'd be completely on board with that. And if they're going to track and, and do all, just say it already. Like we already, like I, I, I already just assume that everything I do on this phone is tracked by somebody. Now here, let me ask you this. Lumbershed brings up a really great point here. Uh, not to cut you off, but I know we're, yep. we're, we're stretched for time. Lumberchef says, I probably completely ignorant here. You are. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm just young. But I never <laughs> use TikTok knowing he's a smart guy. Uh, but I never use TikTok knowing it's a Chinese app. I also limit myself to one site minus using YouTube. Um, fair enough. And I've heard that argument. However, TikTok never threw me an ad for uh, something that to be purchased at Walmart because I'm in the Walmart parking lot. So Facebook will geotrack you, meaning that Let's say you use the word Pikachu and then you're now inside of a Walmart parking lot. And then an ad on your phone is a Pikachu plush doll now available at Walmart. Well, the reason why you have that ad on your phone is because Facebook geo tracks you. I can't think of a more intrusive, offensive, more non-private way of being solicited than them listening to what you have to say on your phone and geo-tracking you on your device because of an app that you downloaded to jog on that then is owned by Facebook, but then gave carte blanche to Facebook to allow all your privacy to go away. So though you de-check the box in Facebook, when you open up your jogging app to track your jogging and your fitness, it has now opened the doors for Meta and all these other places to geo-track you. TikTok's not geo-tracking you. I haven't, I've never gotten an ad based on where I'm at on TikTok, which is I, I'll, I will be honest with you. I I am much more scared of my personal government or whoever the fuck is geo-tracking me than I am of TikTok gathering what time I spend on what videos um, and where I'm watching those videos. I, I don't know. I think if you're going to do any social media, should not be done on a government phone, should not be done in a government facility or on government property. I think if you're in the military, if you're the United States military, you make a hard no. For the rest of the people who want their freedoms to do those things, then, then it should be at your own risk. But if you're going to complain about being spied on by China on TikTok, but you're okay with Facebook geo-tracking you, um, well, maybe maybe it's just because you're ignorant at the time, but I, I think it's very hypocritical at that point. You know what I mean? Once you know the truth, maybe I'm wrong. See student. I mean, everybody, because if you go, I mean, just go back to Snowden. And when I lived in Hawaii was during the time that Snowden was in Hawaii. And we, might be able to talk about it on our Patreon at some point, but my roommate, I had a roommate that worked underneath of the pineapple fields there. So just understanding of how much our own government spied on us then, and that was over 10 years ago. This was 2007, 2008, 2009. Like knowing what we did then. Yeah, versus what we're doing now. And how advanced, like, like if you watch it, like, it's really cool to watch a video of like machine learning because it's just like to like run a, like have a, a, a vehicle, like run a, around a racetrack, like the mm-hmm. old school eight bit, like right. Mario Kart stuff. Cause you'll see it go one and hit the wall. The second one will go hit the wall and do so. You see it tracking over time. Eventually at some point it hits this point where the momentum, it just takes over. So then it's, it completes it as fast as like, then it's setting record, like machine learning at first takes a little bit slow and t- we had 10 years of this stuff. You don't have, like there are people that don't have a Facebook account that have a Facebook account. Facebook will generate a profile because of other people that know you. 
you have pictures online that people will tag you and they get, or they're able to facial recognition. It's, it's just, you just, like, like I said, I just assume that everything is hacked. Yeah. I mean, I think like if you're going to regulate, if you're going to regulate social media in any way and, and right, the, the bill does talk about banning VPNs and I got to do a little bit more research on that. Um, I know what VPNs are, of course, but I don't know what the bill does in, or like how close they are to banning VPNs. But you know, that, that, that is very scary if they are going to ban VPNs, you know, but uh, I think that the internet is a dangerous place and we just have to understand that just like a casino is a dangerous place. And then, you know, there, there's got to be a way to regulate it without stepping on people's freedoms. But I, I think allowing children under the age of 16 access to Instagram is, is super damaging. I, I mean, dude, I've got, I, I've got, there's a parent right now that I barely even fucking know. And I get to hear about the drama between his kids and all these other kids based on social media. And then that's crazy. If you're 14 years old and your parents are talking to me in a different state and I barely even know you about your kid's drama on social media, how about you fucking take away the social media? If, if, if your kid doesn't have the skin to, that's thick enough to deal with the social media, if he doesn't, if it's creating anxiety, if it's creating issues, then take it away. And there's no, there's no shame in that, dude. Like if my kid, if my, if my, if, I, if one of my kids can't take a fall on a skateboard, then I'm not going to force him to keep skateboarding. In fact, I'm going to encourage him not to skateboard anymore, or I'm simply not going to let him. If my kid wallowed around on the floor and cried every time he got slid tackled in a soccer game, he wouldn't play soccer. If he can't handle the heat, get the fuck out of the kitchen. And I'm sorry, but if your 14 year old kid or 15 year old kid or 12 year old kid or whatever kid can't handle whatever it is he's doing then get him out, you wouldn't allow him to keep doing something if it's hurting him. I, I'm not even going to let my kids even try because I, 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 who knows what kind of bullshit my kids would get into. My kids are so happy and my kids are so aloof to a lot of the crazy bullshit that's going on. My kids don't even know what the word anxiety means at 10 years old, but you got kids that are trying to have debates with me at 10 years old about their diet, their, their anxieties and their, uh, and their, uh, what they're allergic to and things. I, you know, I don't know how much of that is no placebo, placebo or whatever you want to call it. But the more you talk about something, the more you talk about suicide, the more chances are likely you're going to commit suicide, the more you're around suicide. So, you know, the more you're around people with anxiety and stuff like that, the more you're going to pick up on it. Um, and, and I think we should just keep our kids away from that kind of stuff. I think that, that social media causes way more harm than it causes. And you know what, if they made a bill that says that I couldn't show my kids skateboarding on social media under their own page, I wouldn't even cry about it. I don't, my kids don't need to have recognition for skateboarding. It makes it a fucking a hell lot easier to afford skateboarding for sponsorships and stuff like that. I think it teaches some great lessons, but they don't need it. I can teach them those same life lessons anywhere. So, I mean, that's just me, though. You you know, um, I'm a one-man show. I still love everybody. Great show today. Got to run. Have a great day, everyone. I got to go get some mammoth burgers. Jave Keith, you're right down the road from a great burger joint. Wherever it is that we went and had burgers that first day I met you, absolutely solid. I'm embarrassed I don't have a burger joint around here that lives up to that. We have some steak places, but that burger shit was up the chain. Um, but for the guys in the live chats, I know for, for our our. YouTube members, you guys are like, what is he talking about? It's our paid YouTube members. Please like and hammer the like button um, on any of our YouTube programs. Uh, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. Really, really helps us up in the algorithm. If you want to support the show, uh, get ready to support the Patreon. Um, we'll just have some more fun, more outrageous stuff. Given everybody, and I want to talk about this Patreon real quick for those of you who are just hanging on. Uh, the Patreon is not just for us to make money. 
The Patreon is solely so that we can artistically be creative in the ways that we want to be artistically creative without bogging down the regular fail to stop channel. First responders kind of figure to stop to get through their day without having to listen to mainstream media. And we never want to lose from that. But there are lots of other things that we want to do that we don't have room for on the channel, such as having more guests on. We just don't have a lot of room on the channel to make way for guests. We have hard times because we do live shows. Also, there are things that we want to talk about in Night Shift and things that have to do with conspiracies and things that we cannot talk about on YouTube. We want to show videos of some shootings that we can't show on YouTube because it, it promotes violence or things like that. We can't talk about Project Veritas and some of these other case breakdowns because of YouTube. So we, there's things that we just want to do. There's some comedy stuff that I want to run by, but I don't want the whole world to see it. Um, I want to try it out and perfect it in front of a crowd. And with a Patreon account, we can do those things because we know that the loyal members are on our Patreon and they're just there to consume or not consume. We're not here to, to our Patreon's not here to keep you or to gain new followers. It's to say, hey, if you like us, if you support us, if you want to hear more shit that you agree with from us, then you come over to our Patreon. We've got some extra perks over there. If you got an extra $3 a month, if not, you're not losing anything. Um, from our regular podcast. We're still bringing the same shows with the same heat, same ferocity. Um, we're just going to put a little bit extra shit that we can't put on this over on, on Patreon. So, um, and, and YouTube, we're trying to work on a way to get YouTube access to everything so you don't have to do both YouTube and Patreon. And that's where our website comes into play. And so that there'll be ways for you guys to uh, to consume all of the great content that just keeps on going and going and going until World War Three hits and we're all knocked out by a uh, EMP bomb. I've got my vote on robot aliens. Uh, yeah, robot aliens, that, that's what you think is next? That's, that's where my money's at. We got robot aliens. <sighs> well, dude, this medicine is wearing off. I feel like a pile of dog shit. My head is pounding. I've spoken too much and too loud. It's probably the government, Project Bluebeam, sending... Um, megahertz and things into my brain they're giving you 6g they're giving me 6g dude if, i wish they'd give me some g's to make my penis not fertile anymore I'm tired of making babies but um yeah no uh imperial girl says do we need to switch payment from youtube to patreon i don't think i don't know how that's going to work um imperial girl, i'm trying to be transparent with you this is the end of the show so if you guys want to tune out on podcast this is really just for anybody that's interested in youtube or patreon so save the time um imperial girl here 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 is exactly how this all came to be uh i got a complaint a very long complaint by one of our pay uh, our non-paid audio listeners now you got to remember that we reach about six thousand people um on a daily subscription to our YouTube daily, we reach almost 17,000 on audio. So it's a much bigger number of audio than there is uh, visual. And, and then plus out of those 6,000 that, that uh, subscribe to our YouTube, only about 2000 to maybe 3000 actually watch the YouTube videos or go back and consume the YouTube videos. But out of the 17,000 or so people that actually subscribe or, or download or download it to, uh, failure to stop, those will equate to thousands of listens, far more listens 
on audio than we ever do on, on video, but we address our YouTube as if our YouTube is our biggest prize winners, as if the YouTube members are our favorite child. And so we address the YouTube chats and we do things for the YouTube chats and we make funny faces for the paid YouTube members. And we do all these things for the YouTube listeners, but it, the audio listeners don't give a fuck about any of that. They don't care that I, uh, that I talk to Jen, uh, personally or lumber chef personally or fungi love or skinwalker or tactical dude. They don't, they don't care. Um, and, and they feel left out. And that was what this whole thing was. And they said, why don't you create something for just us listeners so that we can have some way of being spoken to or talking to if that's what we want out of our, out, out of what we consume. And I said, well, what are your ideas? And they immediately said, Patreon, you know, they say, I support several shows on Patreon to where I can get, I can consume my stuff without having to talk to a, a, a hear them address live chats and all this other shit. And I'm not annoyed by all that stuff. But if I want to be annoyed by that stuff, I'm a paid member of their Patreon and I can go and consume that. Um, but I will never go on YouTube because I don't watch YouTube. I listen. But we know that our YouTube value members have been with us since day one and it was our first paid subscription. And we have, you know, a couple hundred of you guys that pay monthly um, and a few of you guys that consume on, on, on a daily, almost weekly basis. And we never would want to lose that at all. So what we decided then was to create a website and get rid of the old website, which we're working on. And it takes a lot of time because dead leg media is actually building this website. Um, and, and so the way that that works is they, there'll be a special login for any paid member, whether you're a Patreon member or a YouTube member, you will get a private login to our YouTube to where you can see um, audio and video from every single episode, whether it's on Patreon or whether it's on YouTube. So then if you're a Patreon consumer, but you want to switch over and see some video, you can log onto the website and you'll have the link to get to the YouTube. And if you're on YouTube and you wanted to have link to the audio, feed that we did for Patreon, then you can watch the, the, the private video on the website of the thing. So you're still consuming your video. The only thing that, that, that the paid YouTube members are kind of be missing out on is the chance to just have solely audio. So if you just want the Patreon audio with no video to listen to on your Patreon app, then yes, you would have to have Patreon and YouTube. But if you just want to hear what we did on Patreon and you don't mind watching it, then you can get it for free on the website as long as you pay either for YouTube or for Patreon. And, and that was a lot of critical thinking on, on the team's part. That was myself. Um, that was Drew Breezy. That was uh, Jonathan Bates, Elijah, underpaid producer. That was all of us coming together and saying, like, how can we be fair? How can we be transparent? But how can we get this extra content out? Which honestly opened the floodgates for me once this conversation took place a couple weeks ago because – there is a lot of shit that I want to go off the rails with that I, I cannot do because I don't want to lose advertisers because I don't want to get shadow banned. When we get shadow banned on YouTube, do you realize, do you guys realize that we were shadow banned, not shadow banned, um, demonetized for five months, you know, which equates for about $3,000 a month. So this team has to go without 15 extra thousand dollars for the year to produce and make shows, to pay for editors, to pay for content. So when that five months happened, which we just ended, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, yeah. we couldn't do any extra content because we couldn't afford to pay anybody to edit it. So when we're not monetized then we can't do skits or we can't do, um, uh, we can't go out and find other guests. We can't do meetups. We can't do extra things because we're demonetized. Um, we had really high hopes of the monetization monetization for, um, 
for Christmas that we were going to make for from from swag. But unfortunately, the swag company um, who was working with several different big names, they were they had contracts or worked with names like Officer Daniels. Um, I think the, the, the Hodge twins were part of that. I think that I've heard the Trump names thrown up, but this massive media company, when everybody started getting shadow banned and kicked off that whole company's sole profit was made from advertising these audacious t-shirts and Lori Lightfoot shirts on Facebook. So when you get demonetized, they cannot promote those shirts, which then they can't sell shirts, but then they can't make money. And when everybody gets demonetized all at the same time, uh, Hodge twins, Trump's, myself then those companies fold and go out of business and around christmas time they went out of business and we never saw any of that money that we were supposed to get and we had refunds that we were not able to find and track down and get it out and we're having to pay refunds back out of our own pocket so um having a patreon account would allow us to um get some of that more audacious content out there without having to go through that with it so what, what it will sound like and what we practiced is Yes. Yeah, so today on True Crime, we're going to be talking about some really heavy things. If you want to hear a more deep, a deeper dive or see the raw video and the pictures, we're actually going to recap this on the Patreon account of just the recap. We're not going to break it back down on Patreon, but what we're going to do is say what the crimes were that were actually committed and show you the pictures. Because, you know, frankly, a lot of people go to True Crime because they want to see some of this, this, this stuff because it generally... Um, intrigues them for for research purposes or for curiosity purposes um, and, and it's not like you can't just go to google and find it anyway so you know or we might say hey we, we had a great time with the private investigator however this private investigator said the f word a whole bunch of things and we just can't risk it and demonetize for five months but if you want to go to patreon and see that you can so i i, I really want to be clear that we're not just trying to make an extra dollar off of you um, we're not just trying to scalp you for money. That's never been what this is about. However, when you we do have to have we do have to make money to run a program, and when we get demonetized, there's so much stuff that we cannot do. But um, if we're not, but we, but I'm also the kind of guy that's not going to talk out of fear of being demonetized. I want to be able to say whatever I want to say, and I think going to Patreon is a be is best of both worlds. I can say what I want to say on Patreon. And I don't have to worry about getting demonetized. And then if we do happen to get demonetized for accidentally fucking up on YouTube, at least we have money coming in of some sorts on Patreon to where we can still keep producing YouTube content and we don't have to be paid for it. It's not a make or break. I hope that makes sense to everybody. Um, just and and I just think the content will be better. Yep. Add more Honestly. value yeah. to what we are, we're offering. Yeah. Um, because I, I love being unhinged, but I have, I mean, dude, I, I mean, I'm not saying I lost Mike the cop because of, of all this, but we lost Mike the cop because of all of this. I mean, Mike, the cop loves this stuff, loved being a part of that, but he just got tired of not being able to say what he wanted to say out of respect for me, because he knows that if he says he's got backup funds that can support him saying whatever he wants, he's always had that. And that's, what's magical about Mike magic, Mike. But when he says something like that, that gets it demonetized, it was hurting my pocket. It was also hurting our producer's pocket, which happens to be related to him. So then he's having to curve his behavior, which is what he's absolutely against. And that weighs heavy when you're trying to make everybody happy. It weighs heavy on everybody's hearts. And, and, and it's hard to run and produce a show, frankly, to do that. And it makes it not fun anymore. And that's kind of where we were at in that August to December timeframe, which it wasn't really, it wasn't fun because we weren't making a single dollar. 
it puts strains on other producers because you know they don't want to work for free of course but there's just i mean if, if if the big chunk of your money is gone that chunk of money was what we used to hire you so if that that money is gone <laughs> you either stick around in a job that's not going to pay you because the money to pay you is gone or you have to you know you have to go elsewhere and, and that's okay um and i think mike you know, Mike will probably join us on Patreon from time to time. And I think if we get the Patreon going, I think we do see something like Mike coming back potentially, potentially it's not a guarantee, but maybe, maybe that's a way to get him back. Um, you know, that was the whole thing with drinking bros, right? We did the Uvalde episode, which wasn't a break from, from drinking bros, but it was a break from the advertisers. The advertisers didn't want to put up with that shit. Not for one second. Um, we had the get Roman fallout a long time ago, um, because of a bad ad read. Um, yeah, Pride Mike honestly pissed off enough people that we got enough complaints on the whole Pride Mike thing. That was sad. You know, so, you know, the cool thing is, is that with Patreon, we can do all of that. Um, but without losing what we have built over the course of six months here on this channel. And I think we've done a phenomenal job of switching gears, of being flexible and overcoming. We've lost followers gain followers, lost them again, gained them as we've learned our way to traffic through this. But I think right now with Drew Breezy, with Andre Alplay, with Jonathan Bates, with Dead Like Media, I think with, with an Elijah, the underpaid producer, I think right now with the plan that we have in place um, is phenomenal. And our trend is going up and that's exciting to see. And it's exciting to see where this is going to go. And now that the money's been back for three weeks, we're able to use some of that super chat money to put aside for, for cool things. So we appreciate all of that. Um, we were able to buy a new microphone to get another show to come on, uh, able to throw Andrea some money um, and Jonathan some money and Drew Breezy some money and, and uh, dead legs some money. So with all that, you know, with money comes equipment. And I know that, you know, a big part of the money that a lot of us make has been invested back in the show. Look at the studio behind dead like media. You'll notice some new lights back there, some new audio stuff, some new download stuff. Um, look at the internet from Andrea and how great her internet has become. I'm currently moved my studio from one portion of the studio to another, and I'm now moving to another part of the studio this week. So I'm going through changes every day because now I've upgraded to this 5g internet and I can venture out past further than the modem. So instead of being locked in this little podcast room, which looks really cool and amazing, I like to be the center of attention. So now I'm going to now move the podcast room out to the windows facing main street so that people can walk by like good morning America and they can look in and they don't go, what's inside that building? Why is there like a podcast bubble back there? Now they can just look right in the windows from main street and be like, damn, there's a dude saying some shit live. What is that about? You know, so all of that stuff, all of your money literally goes to making us entertain you better. And uh, I, I'm just so happy for the Wolfpack. I love the Wolfpack. I love what we're doing. I'm excited to be here. And that's why when I'm sick as fuck, I don't want to cancel. I don't want to cancel. I want to be here in my studio with my headache. And you know what? I'm 15 minutes over what the time is that that I get paid by advertisers like Ghostbed. And by the way, we got Manscaped back and we got stamps.com. So we're growing there. Um, but I don't mind staying 15 minutes late to address the wolf back because I'm truly excited about what you guys do. Um, be careful, Tansy, that that's how people attack shows live. A tactical dude. Yeah. I don't live my life in fear period. Um, you know, if, if somebody wants to 
to, to do that. I mean, I guess that's the chance you take, but you know, I, I was also the police officer that would uh, type his reports in the Walmart parking lot versus hiding behind the church. A lot of times, sometimes I hit him on the church, but I'm not afraid. I mean, could I get smoked in the back of the head while typing my report in my uniform? Sure. Um, but could I also put myself in an opportunity that somebody from Walmart might need me or might need my assistance and I'm in that parking lot and I'm ready to help and be of service. So, um, but I do appreciate that you genuinely care about my safety tactical dude. I really do appreciate that. And, um, you know, if I die doing this, at least I died doing something I love, you know, I'm willing to do it. So get a lot, get a lot of views on that video. <laughs> so, so there's some solace. <laughs> I just want you guys to do like a podcast vengeance protest right afterwards. We'll just, we'll just keep going as they're, they're, they're bringing the crime scene people in, taking the pictures. We just yeah. go live right from there. Yeah. You know, and Jay Kiefer, he's still in the chats for some reason. He's supposed to be getting back to work, but you know, he says, you know, I just use him. He's from one more and I'm out of your podcast, which is doing the meetup with us in April. We're so stoked, but like, we don't really have room to bring one more. I'm out of your podcast on our show as much as we would like to bring them. We're able to find and utilize them where we can, when we need a lawyer and things like that. But like, I mean, it would be cool to sit and rage with those guys. If we have a Patreon account, we can start integrating more, one more. And I'm out of here stuff. Cause we jive with them really well. I am Pitts, you know, if I am Pitts wants to get up and, and, and say something, we'll now be able to bring I am Pitts on whenever he wants. We say like, look, dude, um, that's crazy. I know you want to come on failure stop. We don't, we're booked out for like the next three weeks, but let's go on Patreon and fucking talk about it. Um, you know, let's do it that way. And so, you know, then we can have one more and I'm out of here podcast and, um, and who knows, we'll see how the Patreon grows, but if the Patreon affords us to bring on extra shows, then we can start paying to bring on extra shows onto regular weekly content. I don't know, but, uh, I don't want y'all to be afraid of us going to Patreon because I know, you know, my, my biggest fear is that people would be like, oh, they're just trying to milk us now. And that's just not the case. We're just not no, trying to do it. The, the big, it's, it's what we're doing is won't stop. It'll just, what we're doing will get better and then we'll have additional we're stuff. We're at 2.5 We're over 2.5 million downloads on this show. Um, and that's a big number. That's a big number of people who have listened to this show. Um, and it doesn't mean there's 2.5 million people that have listened to the show. It just means the show has been listened to 2.5 million times. But I mean, you know, it's still a huge number. And it means a lot of people are being reached. And some of those people are anti-police. Some of those are cops that wanted to kill themselves. That's cops that didn't have uh, a place to go. Uh, you know, the firefighter wasn't being made fun of enough. The state trooper wasn't being shit on enough. The ATF agent, nobody likes. Um, you know, he comes here to be made fun of and shamed. And he wasn't getting that enough. And so we were able to provide those proper shamings and, and that is priceless. So um, we'll see you guys April 12th. I'm going to go home and eat a boiga and take a nap because I got to run the distillery tonight. But if I'm this sick, uh, I might just stay home with the kids and have the wife do it because uh, one, I don't want to spread my sickness, but two, this headache is fucking brutal. Drink water. Um, yeah. And if we get enough Patreon members, maybe I can afford bulletproof glass. Tactical dude, and that'll make you that'll that'll cure that'll that'll lower your anxiety for me because I know that now when I do and when I start doing shows live from that thing and he sees people, he's just his anxiety level. He's gonna be in red for me. I'll be in yellow. He'll be in red. He'll be like, oh god, oh oh, it's that guy standing behind the window. Like he'll be doing that for me, but he won't be able to like rescue me because he's wherever the fuck he's at in this world. So to to ease your uh, 
tease your anxiety tactical dude that i appreciate i will try to afford bulletproof glass <laughs> we'll have to hire security before we get bulletproof glass i'll wear a bulletproof vest <laughs> uh, <laughs> like 50 cent used to wear back in the day uh, <laughs> i'm gonna do that one at least an episode so. and then put a band-aid on <laughs> i'll wear a helmet too oh okay. all right guys i'm out of here I uh, love you guys dearly. I really do. And I appreciate all your love and support for the failure to stop Wolfpack. Until next time, guys, Ken's up, giddy up. Ah,